Welcome back to Who the Fuck Are These Guys? How are you, Mako Shark? Good, Matty C. Very good, mate. Thank you for having me again. Episode 9. Wow, what a big one. The Ramanascus of episodes, number 9. Number 9. I'm pretty happy with it. One off the big uh, double digit. Exactly, and uh, wow, aren't we really just setting the uh, the bar pretty high before we've got the double digits? Can you believe this? We've uh, we've jammed a lot into the first ten. I made a comment to you on the weekend. I don't think anyone's had a more successful uh, eight. Well, we had the best eight in the biz, and I reckon we've probably got the best ninth in the history of podcasting. I, if you would agree with me, absolutely huge, uh, huge episode coming up. I, I would probably have to be our uh, our biggest. I think. Biggest um, and best coming on the uh, the heels of Ulti a couple of weeks ago, but this is even bigger. This is even better if that was possible. An actual icon on the pod today, Matty. I'm 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 excited. I'm nervous because we're sort of uh, we're here doing the intro, a bit of pad work, you know, the old boxing thing, doing a bit of pad work, and we're waiting for the old Zoom uh, Zoom interview with with none under than an iconic. Uh, wrestling figure, so we're we're very uh, very exciting, very exciting. Lucky we've had previous uh, guests on with a bit of uh, a bit of uh, stature to uh, to give to sort of tease us into this. Exactly, I do have a bit of butterfly in the stomach. I can't uh, I can't lie. This is a man that we have watched ourselves back in the in the glory days. So it's actually quite surreal to be about to uh, zoom with the great man. Before we uh, before we get to that, because like I said, we're waiting for the great man to, to phone in. I I've actually. Um, I just wanted to get your take on something. So um, I do a lot of driving, you know, drive around and um, do all that. And I'm dealing a lot with construction at the minute, construction workers. Yep. Um, I hope I'm not going into any sort of tank territory with this. But anyway, um, I'll ask you, and if if it's a tank tank topic, you can fucking tell me to shut up. But Mm -hmm. what, what do you do when you're sitting there stopped? Do you do like the wave? Do you make eye contact? Do you with sit who? on your phone with the person that's holding the sign when you start to drive? Oh, the construction, the lollipop you, do, ladies. Yeah, do you do the wave? Do you even yeah. look at them? If we have you... sat for a good sort of, you know, 30 seconds, I guess, and oh. we've sort of developed a relationship potentially, <laughs> I'll give them a, a little one finger off the steering wheel. Maybe yeah. a head nod if, if I can't be bothered. I'm, I'm, I'm one foot in, one foot out of it because when you do the wave, you're, you're putting yourself out there as a bit of a goober, because you like got nothing going on in your life that you have to wave to a stranger. If you don't get the wave back... Yeah, well, they're, not, they're probably not going to give the wave back, are 37 they? seconds of the next 37 seconds of your life, you're questioning everything. It happened to me just uh, just today. Did it really? Sat there, five minutes, longest time ever, right? Five minutes. I'm they didn't even look at me once, yeah. right? Which I thought, I'm going to fucking make them... They're, they're, they're a prick. I'm going to wave, right? Did the wave, just got the eyeball... Follow, no wave back. Wow. Then I thought, I'll get to the bottom of the hill and I'll wave again. Nothing. Nothing. I got stoned twice. You got bloody uh, stonewalled by the construction industry today. Shocking. So oh, I well. don't know. What, what, going forward, should I just be the should I yeah. be the stonewall or what should well, I be probably, doing? You know, that's their job. They're standing on the street all day. They don't give a shit who's in each car. So maybe cut them. Cut them? You know, bother with the wave. Okay. I'll be no more wave. I just thought I'd ask you because you're, you're a sort of learned man mm. and know different societies and... Different techniques and what I should be doing, but okay, I'll just give them. I remember giving the bird. Well, that's probably stepping things up a little bit far. Okay, okay. Well, anyway, I might, yeah, bird or just not do anything because it it, it does. It happens to me three times a week, and I, mm. I always feel sort of I don't nail it. So maybe if I just stick to one thing, it might uh, 
I think a few of our listeners will will will, will have had this issue and it's probably don't know. Society's what... little uh, mysteries, isn't it? You're not quite sure what to do. Oh, it is. It is. Hey, um, any new listeners this week? New countries? No new countries, but I reckon this is the week. I reckon we're gonna we're about to we're about to launch into all sorts of new territories. This, this is week. our uh, crypto to the moon episode. I reckon. Yeah, if, I reckon. You, if you haven't bought in. Now's the time. Well, if you're out there, if you're one of these, I'm sure, thousands of new listeners that we've probably got right now on the uh, Who the Fuck Are You podcast, <laughs> uh, I reckon if you're there and you like what you're about to hear, can you just get on the uh, get on the socials, Who the Fuck Pod, on the Twitters, on the Instagrams, get around us. Let's, uh, let's start a movement. I'm, uh, my next country I want us to be big in is Iceland. Yes, the Icelandic. I reckon they they like what we've got to say, and that, that's that's sort of a very out there sort of uh, country to be uh, to be listened in. We've got a few, but I reckon Iceland's my goal. I reckon we'll be big through the whole Scandinavian region. Scandinavia. <laughs> um, all right, look, hey, we won't fuck around too much because so I know. Do you want to give this guest a little introduction? Well, well, yeah, it says it on the podcast. They've clicked on it. They know who it is. It's oh, Buff yeah. Well, yeah, he's an true. NWO icon. One of professional wrestling's most iconic and infamous characters. We all know what he's like. We all love him. And uh, I think everyone wants to hear from him. So we won't fuck around too much. We're going to get right onto it, I reckon. Oh, I, I, like the sound. I love how I was trying to play coy, but forgot yes, it. I think you forgot that everyone knows. Oh, that, that's, a, that's cute It's not me. a secret you know, guest. I still believe in sand. You know, so. <laughs> well, oh, if you're I, out there and you've clicked on, you know what's coming. So get ready. Here he is. Buff Bagwell. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a great pleasure for me to introduce our next guest today. He is a uh, icon of the professional wrestling industry for the last three decades. He is a card-carrying member of the NWO, and as we know, when you're NWO, you're NWO for life. He is buff, he is the stuff, and the ladies still cannot get enough. It is a great pleasure. Marcus Buff Bagwell, how are you, man? Doesn't seem to happen too often. Think about that, bro. I mean, I mean, that's not just that's not just crazy. That's that's discrimination. I mean, it is it is this flat out. Any way you want to put it, that's I'm the only wrestler in the history of time for two things: that the main event the first week and the second week you're fired. <laughs> Wow. Jake and I mean, I mean, so many good friends of mine went several times and, and it helped me. 
I know. And, so, uh, and to be honest with you, I'm not, I'm not bad. I'm not. But it's kind of like the little boy that cried wolf a little bit. Mm-hmm. My friends think that I'm, I'm worse than I am, and I'm really not. But, 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 but still, at the same time, I want them to feel good, and and, and I want the fans to see that I'm gonna put sixty days in, and, and um, mm-hmm. Dallas has got a show coming out. Dallas has got a show coming out that's huge. And, and, um, and, and it's just going to be a big deal. And he's supposed to make sure my head's in the right place. And that's what this is all about is just rebuilding. But like this past WrestleCade weekend we had a couple weeks ago, dude, it was unbelievable. I mean, Matt, Cardona, Cardona, I mean, all these guys that used to be just guys that were just sitting at home as kids watching me yep. were, were enamored by me. I mean, like FTR. I said, hey, says, do you mind if we get a picture with you guys? And they go, no, no, no. Do you mind if we get a picture with you? Absolutely. You know? So it, 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 it was, I ain't gonna lie to you, it was a little bit different for me because, <laughs> you know, I'm 51 now, bro. You know? And don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm still buff. I'm still the stuff. I still, I still, I'm, I'm 250. I'm in shape. I look good and all that. But still, I had to play a little bit of a different part. Yeah. A little bit of a different part of legend, and instead of you know walking in and everybody knowing that you're the best body there and you're the star. Yeah. So and, and that was that was not being cocky. It's not never been cocky. I've always been. I mean, I'm cocky, but I mean, I'm saying never been out of the round cocky. I've always been like you know it's part of like, it. like, like, like they call a spoiled brat. Yeah. I was spoiled rotten with my family because they were rich. But I was not a spoiled brat. I mean, if you're fucking, if your damn, if your motorcycle didn't have that, the oil changed in it, and you got it got taken away from you. If your car, if you didn't warm it up correctly before you went to school, my, my dad came straight outside and took the keys out of the hands. Oh yeah, I mean, just, yeah. I heard you tell that on the uh, Stone Cold Pod actually about your truck. You got to warm it up in the morning. And, and if you remember, I don't know if you guys had this in Australia or not. Automatic chokes. Yes. And how you worked it was is you mash the gas pedal all the way to the floor, it's one pump. You crank your car, so when you crank it, your car is idling at a high on the choke warm up. Mm-hmm. And you let it sit there for a minute or two, and then you hit the gas one more time, then it goes, uh, yeah. and it comes out. <laughs> That's it. Just want to also, when you were talking about how your friends had a, you know, have your back and stuff, that that's got to feel good for you though. You know you're okay, but it must feel good that you've got people that have got your back, you know, because. Well, I didn't know that going into WrestleCade. I didn't know that because all the rumors and that freaking <laughs> uh, God dang, I ain't mentioning his name because every time I mention his name, it gives him plugs. <laughs> um, but that fucking Hannibal, you know, he you know he fucking tries to talk shit, and God bless his God bless him. Um, you know, he just, he, he's just an idiot, but, um, <laughs> I think he's all into it. I think he's, I think he's like, like, like threatening to a fight now. Nah, or fuck like him. I said, for starters, who do you think is easier to find? Bob Bagwell or you, motherfucker? <laughs> I'm easy to find. I'm fucking easy to find. Everybody knows my number. I've left it on podcasts. I've left it on fucking cameos. I 
I don't give a shit because I love fans, and I'm, I'm going to get my number out to deal with them because because I care, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a few you got to deal with that are a little bit tough, you know, when you get when you do that. But it also shows that you're just a genuine guy, and that's what I am, dude. Anybody that's ever watched me at a show sees Marcus Alexander Bagwell, the genuine guy. And that's what was great about this past WrestleCade is everybody got to see Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Well, that'd be, yeah. uh, it would have been good for you to feel that love, so get that sort of recognition. Oh, the people do care, man. I mean, from the heart, bro, it was huge. And, and I mean, guys like Nick Wong and Matt Cardona and, and him saying, you know, dude, are you kidding me? I grew up, I grew up and sold the, your wall, your wall pants. I, the coolest pair of pants I ever had was <laughs> Yeah, they were good. Well, keep in mind, that's cool to me, but after the third week, that ain't cool. Bugs got to change up. Mm-hmm. You know, but he stole that and said, hey, I, I was all over it. I stole them. I stole that because I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be, you know, like Bob Bagwell, you know. And I said, hey, I said, I want to be like you, brother. You know, you're good. You're great. So it was good and humbling. Um, it, just, it just was a great overall with the good old boys. FTR, everybody there was really, really, really on my side. The fans have been nothing but just drilling Hannibal. Um, you know, seeing that, look, you know, this is beneath, this is so beneath all of us. It's so pathetic. Look, just do your thing. Exactly. Don't stop. I told myself, I'll tell you what, I got $1,000 right here, right, right in my pocket right now. I got $1,000 of cash, money in my wallet right now. I said, I'll bet you a thousand dollars that if you don't mention my fucking name for two weeks, your ratings go down. Bet you a thousand dollars. Can't do it. I said, if you want to take that bet, I most do that bet than us getting a fight and both go to jail for no fucking reason. <laughs> I said because nowadays you know the deal, you're going to jail. Period. You're going to jail. So I said, so if you're up to that, I'll do that bet with you. I said, but if you want your fucking teeth down your throat. I said, I can do that too. You know, either one you want to do. I love it. I'm just trying to be nice. I'm just trying to be, <laughs> let's, take, let's take the higher road, right? And that's the idea behind rebuilding above. Taking the higher road. Yeah. Fans behind me. Everybody's giving me a second chance. Let's keep mine, bro. I'm getting ready to do an interview with, with Conrad Thompson. Nice. He is enamored by the fact that Regardless of whatever you want to come up with, Buff Bagwell has never had a second fucking chance. That is true. How can it, Buff Bagwell not have a second chance, bro? I think it's time. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And so I'm just 51, bro. So I'm ready to go. You got I'm more. Seems like some of them. I got plenty more, bro. Right? I'm ready to roll. Some. And my body's Jabroni, let's be honest. Hannibal is a jabroni.
his views go up mm-hmm. because now you can talk about me and his views go up and blah, 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 blah. But regardless, man, thank you guys for having me on. And let's just, I, I like to, you know, just talk about the facts and ask well, answer the questions you guys got going on. Let's go. We, uh, I, I saw the video, as you said before, with Matt Cardona at uh, WrestleCade over the weekend, and he said to you that he's 36 he years old. He posted it, which made me yeah. feel so good. And he's 36, and he's like, oh, man, I loved you. I looked up to you when I was a kid. And me and Matt here today, we're both 36 years of age ourselves, and we grew up in that 90s boom period where you were front and center of that. You were right there in the, in the heart of the biggest period. Maybe is it something to do with? Do you think it's Vince? Has he got like an issue? He's got a bone to pick. You reckon, or what's? Why are you the one man? Just recently, too, Hardy looks like he made another blue and got let go. But how many chances has he had? He, he couldn't have more chances. You know, fuck. Should buy a bloody lottery ticket, that bloke. Maybe Vince is jealous of the physique. He was jealous of buff. Could also be that Vince Sawyer was not a threat, but one of the big dogs of the other company. And when he bought it, I'm going to make an example of a guy to show the locker room no one's safe. It could be that. Good old JR also referenced it a couple of days ago on his pod, and he's kind of shifting the blame back towards you a little bit, but I don't know about oh, yeah. that. I've heard, but, 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 but me and 
Um, Exactly, it shouldn't be any. Oh, that's right. No. Phone call happened. Was this was this straight after that infamous match with Booker T? Was it like a day later, two days later? What what, what time frame? Because they knew, they knew if they had Buff in Atlanta, I reckon the pop would have been too big that it would have shown up their own, their own superstars. Instead, they were able to say, "See, yep. we tried, it didn't work." Exactly. We tried, we tried it didn't work. Shift the blame. booking.
still, it was, it was extremely unfair. And, and, and like I said, Conrad finally jumped in, even being a, not, not good friends with Conrad, but I made up with Conrad after this interview I saw with him and Kurt Angle. And he really, really, really cared. I could tell by his voice he cared. Yeah. It meant a lot to me. So I instantly had my agent. I said, you're ready to type. Well, he's and done a lot for the boys, said, Conrad. He does a lot for a lot of guys. I, I, yeah, I sent out an email to him instantly say, listen, bro, um, you know, I am, um, um, we need to do this right. I said, but don't get me wrong, there's got to be a little bit of homework on this one because if he didn't have no problems with me, then why did he go on the round table of the Heat Seekers DVD and fucking rip my mm-hmm. ass out? And then if he liked Buff and there was yeah. no problems. It's all cheap so, hate. So that's where it becomes a lie. And then now you got that on you. So he ain't got The problem is he ain't going to have no rebuttal, bro, when me and Conrad are done. He ain't going to have a rebuttal. I love it. Now, the problem is, I'm not sure if Conrad will go all the way like he needs to with this. Mm-hmm. That's out of my hands. and But I want Conrad to do that, and that's what he said he would. So we're going to do that. No, we have a good, really good interview and, and uh, let everybody know and see the facts, the 100% facts, yeah. and get that just done and gone. It's old news. It is. But still, it's news that people still talk about. So let's fucking bury it and get the facts out and be done with it, you know? I look forward to that. Can we push yeah. it back a few years? Obviously, you were with uh, Scotty Riggs please, there with please. the American Males, and you were having a pretty good run, but whose idea was it to uh, like split that up and for you to join the NWO at the time? And was it ever like was it ever sort of thought that maybe Scotty Riggs would be the one in the NWO, or was it always going to be you? It was, it was never Scotty Riggs. It was, um, I tell you what, tell you what I t- I, my memory is phenomenally good. I don't know, do, do not ask me how, but it is. <laughs> Good for us. And that was in that was in Salisbury, Maryland. Nice. And um, Kevin Nash came to me and goes, "Do you want to be in the NWO?" And I went, "Are, are you fucking kidding?" Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I do. So they came up. If you remember that same night was the night that kept that Eric came out and said, "Hey, you got thirty days to join the NWO." I actually yeah, rewatched it yesterday with the contract. Fire. Yeah. Yeah, you were Marcus then. Yeah. I wasn't Buff yet. So he was like, you know, come on, man, let's all do this. And and then when I dropped Scotty from behind and joined the NWO, it was just, I was in the ring with all that talent. And and that's where I, that's where I should have been and where, that's where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. But believe it or not, Eric was not a big fan of mine. Uh, now, he became a fan of mine, and, and we became great friends. Good. But at first, he was not a big fan of mine. He just wasn't. He just wasn't. I was more of a pretty boy, prima donna. That you know. But then, what happens with pretty boy prima donnas in pro wrestling? Or you gotta knock somebody out. You do. And I knocked a guy out at a club one night, one punch, <laughs> and then nasty boys counted him out. Oh I'll fuck! Never get it. He, keep in mind, they don't know this because because they don't know where Barn Brown came from. But as soon as I hit the guy, I'm walking and passing cops coming in. Because this ain't my first guy I've knocked fucking out. <laughs> so I'm passing cops coming in. And 
<laughs> He's out. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. And I was like, oh, fuck. So I'm trying to get out of there. Uh, and keep my new cell phones either back then. Mm-hmm. So I go hide across the street at a gas station that's closed down. And had a payphone and, and finally got back in touch with Eric Watts and his wife and my wife. And got me back in touch to come pick me up over, over by the street, you know. And all I had to do was apologize to the guy and we got off with him. So... No big deal. There was no problems. No, nobody got arrested, and one of those lucky deals. Everything's fine. So, but still, it just, um, you know, just it just it just showed that after I did that, I got a whole new respect. As sad and pathetic as that really is, that's how it was in the day. Yeah. When you're a pretty boy, prima donna, and you actually can knock somebody out with one punch. Then you're kind of accepted among the boys. You're not the pretty boy from Madonna. You're a pretty, you're a pretty boy from Madonna. Then they knock somebody fucking out. It's a lot easier yeah. to be Buff Bagwell back then too, when there's no phones, no internet. You know, no one can just capture it, and you're all over it. Like you can do that stuff. Go across the road, and you you just build your gimmick from there. Exactly. So I did so, and, and everybody. I, 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 I remember. Yes, I mean, I remember this like it was five minutes. Ago, I swear to God. Sid Vicious pulled me into his locker room. He goes, how did you do that? And I go, what are you talking about? He goes, how did you knock that guy out like that? And I go, have you never knocked anybody out before? He goes, not like that. He goes, you pissed him. He said, you punched him one time. He was totally the hell. And, and uh, now don't get me wrong. I was a Golden Glove State Championship boxer when I was 12. But that don't make a badass out of nobody. I was just, I was just, I was just kind of tough because I had two older brothers, you know, and I became a Golden Glove State champion, you know, no big deal. But still, it really did like blow their minds that I punched this guy one time and knocked him out. And so right then, the nasty boys loved me. But Sting had already taken me in, and they were all like, "Why are you hanging out with that bag? Why are you hanging out with that <laughs> pretty boy?" Never spent that pretty boy. Well, once this happened. And they realized how cool Bagwell was, and I got in with everybody, and, and that's when it became a family, and we all were good. If I looked like the Nasty Boys and I had you around in peak buff era, I'd be getting you in with me at the club. Like I'd be, I'd be getting coming off your whatever you don't want, women wise. I'm having that if oh, I'm them. The <laughs> I would take the uh, buffs off cast. Of course. Fending them off from all angles. If you are the one of those blokes, just hang out with Buff and take what he doesn't want. Fuck it out. Yes, yes. We'll, we'll, say, we'll, take this, we'll take the side straps and we'll still end up on top. <laughs> we actually... Believe uh, it or not, hey, believe it or not, we did that. And, this, and, and, and the nasty boys were great about it. They were, they were, they didn't mind at all taking the, the ones that fell off of the bus <laughs> into, into, into their hotel room and it was great. Let's take so one for the team. We actually had a night out with uh, Brian Nobbs about a decade or more ago here in Melbourne. And, mate, he oh is a God. wild, wild man. He's an animal. He's, he really is. We've dude. spent he's one night with him dude. and we've got a whole lifetime of stories. <laughs> oh, dude, he, he really is, truthfully. He's a good man. We, we, all, love, we all love him so much because he's so cool. Yeah, he really was. But, yeah, he's, he's a wild ass. He's a wild ass, no doubt. So when you're in the NWO, what's it like? Because you've left your mate, you've come in. What? What are the? How are the other guys looking at, at you guys from the out? Is it is it cordial? Is it friendly? Or are you guys sort of so high above 
with with where you're at that it's sort of hard to to mingle and you know. It's, it's a little, it's a little both. It's a little both because even with Scotty, how could he possibly argue the fact that they've asked me the bigger store to be in the NWO? You were the Sean. He was the Marty. We can say that. It's not your fault, though. It was slow. It was slow because he did the play of flock run. Mm-hmm. He, did, he did real good with that, and he's a hell of a worker. So he had a, it was a slow, <laughs> a slow drop, but still he knew it was the beginning of the drop, you know, and um, it was the beginning of my rise, you know, of, of stardom. And, um, and like I said, he understood, but he understood, and that was cool for a friend to understand that. And not put the pressure on me like I can't believe you let me hanging like this or you know it was never nothing like that it was always you do it you're, you're you know you deserve this and, and so this guy was really really one of my best friends and always always did the right thing and and I took care of him when he first came in the company I mean I was making six figures and he was making nothing so I took care of his hotels and food and. Then to the guy's first contract, you know, and, and then, you know, and to help him out, you know, because I'm the one that created his name. I'm the one that picked him. I mean, I'm the, that's when, um, just so you know where I got the name from, was Lethal Weapon. Martin Reed. 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 Riggs and Bertolt. Yes. Riggs and Riggs and Bertolt. Yep. So I came up with Scotty Riggs, thinking it's a cool name, because that was Gibson's name. Martin Riggs, and, one of the coolest characters in all of movie history. was the late 90s it was starting and, to come like that yeah loved it and it's timeless too the nwo is timeless it's still cool today Great song, but not that cool. Um, you're in the NWO, right? You're in there now with K 
Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and especially Hulk Hogan. These are three guys that have got uh, mixed reports from boys in the back then that hard to work with. Maybe they booked themselves in better spots and kept other people down. How do you feel about that? Did you ever cop any of that? Everything you saw me do cool or anybody else do cool in the NWO, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall or Hulk Hogan came up with it. And pretty much Scott Hall and Kevin. They're pretty cool dudes. And that goes from that goes from this to for life. Mm-hmm. relationship with Hulk was that uh did you have much to do with him or was he off to the side a little bit by himself or The, um, what do the boys think of the the peak NWO stuff and when they tried to, you know, redo it later on um, with Vince and stuff? Is, did they look back at that? So they offered you what when when NWO went into the Hall of Fame with obviously Hogan Nash yeah, X Pac. Yeah, yeah. They offered you that as well, yeah. and you didn't take it. Please, I'd rather be, you know, 
something that I did. Recognized, did yeah. Not, you know, not something that the group did. And as the group, even though that's kind of cool, it really isn't kind of cool. Like I said, it'd be like, it'd be like, it'd be like Brad Favre getting a mm-hmm. Hall of Fame rank, great ring for, for the Green Bay Packers. You know, that ain't cool. I mean, Brett Favre got a ring because he's Brett Favre. Correct. Well, do you yeah. think there's any chance potentially down the road that maybe they'll extend that as a solo? Or I guess you can't get a rehab stint, so they're probably not going to give the Hall of Fame, are they? These bastards. Not a chance. <laughs> not a chance, bro. Hey, let me remind you. Lex Luger. Mm. Is he not in yet? That's ridiculous. He's not in the Fuck. I was going to say, it's probably cooler to not be in it at this stage. I think Coco Beware might be in there. I think Hacksaw Jim Duggan's in there. There's a lot of questionable entries. Fucking Drew Carey's in there, for fuck's sake. (laughs) It really is. Exactly. What a moment. It just proves that it's like a lot to do with politics, and that shouldn't be what a Hall of Fame's about. So, yeah, I'm not into that. No, no. Well, let's go back, though. Let's go back to the glory days again. And obviously, a lot of the uh, best times you guys would have had would have been on the road together and in the cars and going to motels, town to town. Who, who was your main road buddy? Overall, there's nobody can really dog out the WCW 
before the NWO. It was just, it was just really popular. It was hot as a firecracker, and and it was the proof was we were the number one cable television show in the history of time. It was. I'd love so, to know who was someone who went under the radar as a bit of a party goer who the fans might have thought was a bit of a you know straight sort of, uh, you know, didn't dabble into too many things, but then, you know, really held their own when you would go out and you go, Jesus, you know, we didn't expect that. Is there someone that stands out that um, we wouldn't expect to hear or was it who we thought we'd expect to hear? No, really, you answered the question perfectly without me saying anything. I mean, everybody was pretty much, you know, because we were such a tight family, we really were, that we just kind of looked at like, Hey, you know, if there's nothing wrong, this is great, and we're all a family, and we're all, we all were happy for each other. Nobody was worried about losing their job because we were under contracts. Yeah, guaranteed money. See, the WWF, see, they got paid on how many people showed up to their built to their show. Yep. We got paid if ten people showed up. <laughs> Did that breed complacency, or? Yeah, we, already, we already had. We already had TV. Yeah. feel like maybe that bred a little bit of complacency in the locker room at all or over there they would have to sort of yeah yeah exactly guaranteed money no matter what I was just going to say, do you think a little bit of that complacency came in to the booking as well? Because, I mean, there was a lot of guys, talented guys, that didn't get much of a, sh- a shot. And then when they got bought by Vince, became megastars. I wonder if they'd had an opportunity, if someone there had seen what they could do, where we'd be today. Or Oz. Yeah. Here's they didn't know what. Here's a 5'10 guy being a 7 foot, 350 pound guy. You want the uh, the best but, example but of that? Blood. Yeah, the best example is a man that you you uh, fought back in the tag team days, Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was he was fired by FedEx when he hurt his knee. Like, they didn't know what to do with a man like that. Well, to be honest, Ben, I 
want. He really was. He was always hurt. Yeah. He, he tore into his bicep. Um, and, and when you're hurt with pro wrestling, you know the deal. We're live to you. It was live. Mm-hmm. So you got hurt. You it was kind of hard to put you in the thing and, and keep you going because you weren't doing us no good. Yeah. So, so the main thing that made me successful and, and a lot of guys successful were besides my broke neck, I, I was out, I wasn't hurt for 11 years. You know, I mean, I never missed a match in 11 years. You know? Yeah. So, um, that, that's a big difference, you know, when, when, but, but still, that's, that was his thing was, you know, he, 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 he can help injuries. I mean, they happen, you know, but still, Eric felt like, you know, but, but here's the thing. McMahon loved taking guys. Just picking the odds. Yeah. And showing us, showing WCW, Wake. look, I took one of your guys and look what I'm fucking done with him. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm a fucking star, you know. <laughs> so you let him go. I'm trying to make so cold. You let Vinny Vegas go, Kevin Nash, and now he's fucking diesel making millions. Mm-hmm. You know, so the, 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 he got off on taking talent. We would give up and turn him into, you know, big talent to show us what we had fucked up on. He loved doing that. He loved it. So if you ever came from us, you went to him and he became the man to stick to push you to the roof. You were talking about how you wrestled injured for 11 years. I just wonder how the current guys um, deal with all the stringent testing for things, you know, because obviously back you don't have to in- say anything you don't want to put. You, you would have been getting a lot of aid and a lot of help. Oh, my God. So Need a little bit of extra help. I mean, me as Gus Finer, he knows as good as I do. Pull up any video clip you want to pull up. We look like two fucking freaks. <laughs> you had the you, you had the peaks and the freaks. People, people want to blame it on steroids and everything, and it really wasn't that. But it was things that we would probably get a little bit trouble for if we tested for it. But still, we had to get them off our backs. They can't even have a joint these days without losing their job or getting a, you know, a, whatever they call it, a, 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 what do they call it? There's some sort of, they wellness slap them, a wellness policy thing. So I just, mm. I just wonder how they do it. Any means yeah, necessary. Yeah, that's the way it was. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way it was. Because it was there was only about four guys that were totally clean. And those guys had to pee for a lot of guys. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep drinking them, feeding them water. More water, more water. Yeah, so we're like, hurry up, man. Hurry up, bro. You gotta pee. Drink some water. Come on, bro. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, we didn't want to take a chance 
Mm-mm. I, you know, then, then, you know, you gotta, you gotta get the back of us. You gotta get the back off. Fair and enough. he did. He got it back off, and it, it keep out. We were, she, we, we had stuff like people to get. We were G-rated. And Vince was PG-rated. Yes. So, you know, so that was a big deal. That was a big deal, you know. So, you know, we, we couldn't do the cuss words and shooting birds and drinking beer and all that. We had to fucking act like, you know, you know, but, but the, the problem was it didn't matter who did it. Because if Vince did it, it still was wrestling. Mm-hmm. Wrestling did it, you know. So we just had to just go with it and uh, the best part of it we could and just um, have a good time. There's a couple of those Instagram pages that sort of poke fun of some of Vince's um, sort of storylines and things, and you you watch them back now, and you think, what what was he fucking doing? Like, we were on Harley's going from Sturgis, from going from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, to Sturgis, seven hundred fifty miles in two days on our bikes with Dennis Rodman, Hulk Hogan. Steve Mongo, Mongo McMichael, Luger. Wow. Steve, what a crew. I mean, this is before the word paparazzi was used. That's what was going on. Mm-hmm. That's what was going on. The word paparazzi was good. We pulled up underneath the MGM brand with that talent. People would shit their talent. pants. Yeah. And they, I mean, they were like, uh, I mean, cameras were fucking everywhere, but they were. The word paparazzi hadn't been created yet. And then we walk in and go to the bar to get a drink. And there's just people just, just mobbing us. So we had to have cops literally around us. So we get to have, have a drink. We saw on the uh, we saw on the Michael Jordan documentary last year about the Chicago Bulls. And Dennis Rodman at the time was one of the biggest stars in the whole country. And he was in the middle of the championships. He was winning a ring. And then just in the middle of that week, he pisses off from training and he comes and hangs out with you guys. And he's in the (laughs) ring. Have you got any crazy, wild stories from that era? How was he? I really don't, except he was just... His favorite drink is kamikaze. I tell you that. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, he's a party boy, no doubt about it. But um, he just was such a great guy. I keep in mind we had Jay Leno. Mm-hmm. Massive. And we had major stars finally wrestling with us. Mm-hmm. And that made us, like I said, that's during that 83 weeks of that, 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 um, um, uh, what's his name? This guy on right now. Eric, yeah. Um, Eric and you know, Conrad. Oh, yeah. Eric and, and, uh, and, and Thompson, Conrad Thompson, uh, simply how great it really was. Because we beat them for 83, listen to me now, not 83 weeks, 83 consecutive weeks. And this man had a fucking fake diesel (laughs) and a fucking fake razor Ramon. (laughs) He was desperate. Companies. 
I know. A month before my contract came up, and I went from Marcus Buff Bagwell to. What was your name again? <laughs> oh, fuck. What a fool. did that like Goldberg and these types Respected that. That's fucking. I, I reckon if that was today, though, it's fucked up. But I reckon if you were thirty and you were you today in the current world with internet and all the different promotions, I, I think it would be different, wouldn't it? Like you, you would have gone off. You would have been able to continue building what. But it was so limited for you guys with 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 what you could do from there. is never coming on this podcast ever you can guarantee that i will not have him Lamb to get the love of 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> you did the right thing. You know me, I'm fucking ass. I said, can I get my 80 grand back? Fair question. I said, fuck, that was part of the deal. Mm. I said, the 80 grand, that, that deal was for you to take me in and let's be cool. Yep. I said, so, fuck, I, I got fucked and lost $80,000 over a decision I thought that was smart. Nah, this is bullshit. So, every 80 grand back and had a Jesus. We've got one here for you. Hang on. We've got a little makeshift one here. We, we... Oh, I love it. I love it. Look at that. <laughs> we had a dress-up party a couple years ago, and one of our friends went as Buff the Stuff. We'll send you the photo of it. He did a, he did a very good job. He did a very good job. Are you kidding me? Fantastic. Hey, I just want to get you mentioned Ric Flair there a minute ago, right? We've got a, an infamous story of ours on the podcast that we've told a few times, <laughs> but uh, we had a bit of a run in with the Nature Boy back in 2009 at a hotel lobby. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a bit of a night, me, Matt, and a friend of ours. Yeah. So we uh, it was a, it was a, it's a full day. We hung out with uh, we met Hulk. We were hanging out with the the nasty boys. Blah blah blah. I won't bore everyone with it again. But Ric Flair was there, right? But he was off to the side with his wife, and we just we had a lot of respect for the Nature Boys, so we didn't get in his grill. We let him just chill, and we were partying the night away. We were dropping shots. We were drinking beers, whiskeys, blah blah blah. And then uh, as we were leaving to the strip club, we were going to a strip club. Our friend had just started working there. And he was going around giving out business cards to all the wrestlers, just letting him know how to get to the strip club. But of course, he's got respect for Ric Flair, so he didn't go over there. He didn't want to give him a strip club with his wife. With his there. wife, so right, there. yeah. So that's we thought we were being respectful, but Ric Flair didn't seem to think so. He got up and got in our friend's grill and started pointing his finger in his face, going, "Who the hell do you think you are? <laughs> you have never set foot in the ring a day in your life." And our friend was just like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, Rick! Come on, man!" <laughs> he was just—he didn't know. He wanted to do. He didn't know whether he had to get ready to shape up for a fight, or if he thought he just cut a promo. Like he didn't know what was going he on. He was yelling at him from across the room, and he went down the escalator, and because Rick was yelling. So we we figured out. We thought we were being respectful, but I think maybe Ric Flair didn't like not having the attention on him. Do you think that could have been what it was? He's the man. Um, he's, he's got a guy in Ringo named Paulie. The Nature Boy Paulie. Do you know you guys know him? Uh, I'm not too familiar, I don't think, are we? He, he, he's called the Nature Boy Paulie, and he does a great, great imitation of Ric Flair. The catch is this guy makes money without wrestling. He's, he's, he's rich without it. Mm-hmm.
Mm-hmm. He's, got a, he's, got a, he's got a place called the Turnbuckle. Nice. It's a great, great restaurant. He's got the ring set up in there, and when the ring's not up, he's got a stage for concerts. So he does concerts and stuff in there too. So it's just, it's just, um, he's, he's a really good family man. Him and his wife are very good people, and he's done nothing wrong at all. But the only thing he does wrong is he sells it. He sells, he sells the fact yeah. that guys, that guys, you know, dog him out. And I go, yeah, I quit fucking selling it. You can't, you can't, you guys, the dude, every day, Steve Olsen dumped a thing of ice on me every fucking shower I took <laughs> at center stage. I said, you can't sell it. I said, you know that deal with wrestling, you can't yeah. fucking sell it. Can't five it all. got a line to Ric Flair, just let him know that he's, he's got a score to settle out here in Melbourne, Australia. There's a bit of beef, so our friend's looking for a chance. I love it. I love it. No, I'm definitely going to do it. I can't wait. Next time he's out here... We were just trying to be respectful, Rick, but uh, he, he had a lot of hate with us, so it was interesting. Yeah. And, you know, before, was, before that night was over, he was wife there. He ended up down to his underwear. And exactly. Black I think we should have been feeding him. We should have been feeding him whiskey all night instead of uh, leaving him alone. <laughs> it's our fault, actually. It's, it's our probably fault. our fault. Wife, wife or not wife, had to be yeah. We'll take the blame for this one. Yeah. Well, Buff, mate, it's been fantastic to have you on. I really, really appreciate it. I love you guys so much. Like I said, we can do this again anytime you want. Man, I love... The catch with me is, if you can't tell by this podcast, I don't love talking to people. You're a real straight shooter.
the truth. Guess how much you got to remember the truth? None. True. None. You don't have to keep up. You web the laws. Exactly. It is what it fucking is, bro. So um, it means a lot to me. And thank you guys so much for being so cool. And like I say, anytime you need me, please. I mean, you, you, I mean, how many wrestlers you guys have had? That you can call and the guy fucking answer. It's very rare in this business. Now, our listeners will uh, love to... It is, it is, it's kind of sad. Yeah. But it's the truth. So you can always call me, brother, and I'm right here. Now, we appreciate it, and the listeners are going to love it, and we uh, we look forward to chatting to you again with the uh, with how the body's going with the you know the second coming. So you're always welcome yes. on this podcast. We're, we're big buff big buff guys down here. We, we love you. Well, if you're ever out this way, if you're ever out here, you let us know and we'll uh, we'll take you in. It'll be all good. We'll go out. Love to, love to. And, and in fact, I got a couple of bookings coming up. Yeah. That they want me to come to Australia, but we just ain't quite got right on the money yet. Yeah, right. Uh, it's hard work, tough flight, especially tough flight. especially from the east coast. Yeah, it's a long way, man. It's a little rough. It's a little rough. But um, it's twenty four from where I come from. So. Well, we've both done. Uh, we've both gone straight through to New York, and it really fucks you up. It's a it is a twenty four hour journey. Eighteen direct, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, twenty four hours, eighteen direct. So, yeah. um, so it's it's a big deal. But uh, you guys need me for anything. I'm so easy to find. You know that. Appreciate it. Love it, brother. Well, we're going to tag you in all the socials, so hopefully everyone can uh, figure out how to catch you on social yeah, media and all that. Yeah, please, post, post the fuck out of this, man. Yeah. Post it all. And send me some stuff I can post. Yeah, love it. And I'll put it on my social media stuff, too. Appreciate that well, a lot, man. Really, really appreciate it. Love Thank you, Marcus. You. You're a good man. I love you guys, man. Cheers, bro. Thank you. Yeah, be cool. Peace out. Too sweet. See you later. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. See you, brother. Bye-bye. Wow, wow, wow is all I'll say. What? What a man. What What an interview. What What a a man. What a moment for the podcast to have that that sort of hour given to the fans. What, what, what did you think of that? That was just a ripping conversation. What a man Buff Bagwell is. Good on him. Uh, just can't thank the bloke enough for coming on the pod and really giving the fans what they want, I reckon. He really dished out some dirt, didn't he? Uh, there was uh, there was one or two moments on there that really uh, got my larger-than-normal earlobes mm. flickering. What do you um, The Hall of Fame. That, uh, oh, that, that pricked my ears. What a story. That's a big story. So he's um, telling us, he's telling the world that they come to him. Yeah, they've, they've and come he's to declined him. the Hall of Fame. That is a big story and uh, hard to believe, to be honest. But good on him having his uh, convictions and, you know, stood up for himself a bit and good on him. Look, um, that was a big one for me. And look, if he doesn't, if he, if, 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 if all that's 100% and he didn't want to join, well, good, good on him. I probably would have joined. 
Um, I probably would have taken it too, but you know, I'm not Buff Bagwell. No, the other the other thing, not not a huge fan of Vince, and I reckon Vince did him dirty. Um, it sounds like it. I've always wondered what went down there, and to be honest, all the things I've ever read, it does sound like WWE Vince McMahon. They're the ones in the wrong. I reckon uh, what I sort of said about, you know, knocking a big dog on the head, a bit of a large-in-life character, probably would have been very popular uh, amongst the boys. Like I mentioned, if I was one of them, and you probably would have stayed pretty close to Buff in his in his peak, there would have been a fair few uh, set-asides just mm-hmm. sitting there looking um, what's next, and you're there, so it's, I guess, the next best thing. But, look, I reckon Vince probably did him dirty, and he was in a bad time of wrestling where there wasn't all that many options, where now it's fucking like they get they almost welcome getting fired. Well, it so, was back then. That was it. Vince bought the competition, wasn't it? So if he sacked you, there was nothing left in uh, 2001. Absolutely. So, look, um, can't thank him enough for coming on. And I did I, one little thing I did enjoy him saying. He's there whenever we want to ring. So I reckon, I reckon we'll get him back a, on. That was a hell of an hour, and I reckon there's another hour in him. I reckon we've got more. The the uh, the open ended offer yep. to two men that are pretty well versed on a phone, especially you know the odd uh, the odd prank call time. So we never prank buff, but. I just reckon we, we, we probably need to be careful about how we use this open-ended uh, phone offer reckon... because I could just ask him what he thinks of the Bombers. Well, you don't want to ask him about the Bombers. You don't want to start uh, pestering Buff with some random shit. But no. whenever we get an inkling, we need a big guess. We need to pull out the heavy artillery. I reckon we'll get Buff on the line again because this man, he's got stories. Fuck he's yeah. got stories for days. I'm pretty happy with ourselves. I will give ourselves a, bat, a tap on the back. Great effort from you on the socials. Great uh, sliding in the DMs. Great, great uh, networking. So great job on getting uh, on getting that man. And, Absolutely. Um, look, I, he's definitely a friend of the pod. There's there's uh, there's no if buts or maybes about that. And we'll, we'll have him on in the future. I, I hopefully the, f- the the fans of the pod enjoyed it, and uh, there'd be a lot more to come. That's not uh, that's not where we're stopping, baby. No, nah, it's just the first of many. I would have thought. I reckon the boys will be talking in the industry. There's a hot new pod on the scene. Who the fuck are these guys is what they're going to be asking themselves. And the answer is two nice guys. Two, two, two nice guys. Look, now, I, I would normally say good luck to the person following that. Mm. But as I've said on every every episode thus far, the next segment is the not, not the best. It is the all-time greatest segment in podcast, TV, radio, entertainment history. No one's doing it like this man. Um, and it's just been building from week to week to week to week. And I, again, I don't know what he's talking about. I get a little bit nervous, but more so excited um, for what's coming in next. So, Look, if you're that, out there, if you're out there and you're eating, maybe uh, put the food down before the Shark Tank. Oh, okay. We got. Okay. Well, see now. There you go. First warning from the actual Mako Shark himself. So this one could be getting into some big areas. So without further ado, we will go with the Mako Shark Tank. Mako Shark Tank time, episode nine. This week, there's a victim. This is a victim that's probably needed to be held accountable in the public eye for many a year, but until now, there wasn't a podcast willing to do it. I'm going to tell you what it is, Matty. Hold on to your hat. You know who's in the tank this week? Who's it going with? Jim Carrey's infected penis. Mm. 
Yep. Oh, no. That's right. I said it. You haven't brought Jim's infected peen into it. We love Jim Carrey. I'm going to preface oh, this whole tank by saying no. we love Jim Carrey. We love what he's done. But there's What's one it? thing about Jim Carrey that needs to stop. And you know what it is? It's his infected crook cock. <laughs> this is a man. Well, hang on. Just, yeah, hang on. Hang on. Before you go to the... T- has something? Is this a fresh incident, or is have, have you got? It's not a fresh incident, but uh, I heard something about it just on the way here, actually today. Okay, and okay. I jogged my memory, and I thought, you know what? This is a man that hasn't been held accountable. You want to put his cock on blast, as opposed to his infected cock blasting other people. That's it. Go for it. Sorry, but I just I was I was hoping for us all there wasn't another. Well, you, you just never know, do you? Maybe get on the Google. But this is a man that is suffering from. He's got. Herpes. He's got more herpes. He's got chlamydia. He's got gonorrhea. He's got STDs coming out of his asshole. And I think it's about time that someone said enough, Jim. You've got to start looking after your genitals, mate. All right? I've had enough. Alrighty then. That's exactly right, Jim. All righty. It can't go on any longer. I hope you've looked after yourself in the last seven years when this incident broke. But as I said, there wasn't a podcast around that had the sack. And I'm telling you, I've got a clean sack. There's nothing wrong with my sack. And I'm here to tell you, Jim, you sort yourself out. You can't come out here and pretend that everything's okay when we know that you're packing a disease fucking length. Oh, it would be a length too. Well, it'd, be probably, a might, it'd be a Bruce Almighty member. It makes it worse. It's probably girthy. It means there's more room for more crookness. Jesus. I know. I'm sorry, everyone out there. I didn't want to have to do this, but I've done it. I will say. There's absolutely no, no, no reason a man of his stature and wealth would have an infected penis. Like He hasn't exercised enough genital care. I mean, like, you know, I'm just, when I'm thinking about it, it annoys me. It's like when you look at professional athletes that are carrying a bit and it's like, oh, they're They've, they've got to go into fat camp, you know, like the footy players. I'm like, there's absolutely no excuse. No excuse. You, same with Jim. Mate, you could pay, you could you could actually pay a full-time penis doctor yep. to give him IV drips in the cock if he thinks he's... And also, what, where's he slinging that? He's that, that slinging slide? it way too many places, I think, and that's the problem. He's not giving enough... Uh, He's not doing his due diligence. He's not letting people know exactly what's going on with this thing, and he's whipping it out, and they're 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 not enjoying it at all. Um, and they were, yeah, fuck the whole. Th- See, I'd forgotten about it too, and he just now I'm well, that's playing the problem. back the story about the girl. See, it's just very dark. It's, it's got, a, that's why I wasn't sure whether to go with it on the pod. It is a dark story. It's got many layers. It's, it's not layer. just an infected penis. It's There's, a nuanced story, but. Look, if Jim's out there, I'm sure this week with all the Buff Bagwell listeners, someone out there probably knows Jim. We're going to have millions of listeners this week, so I thought I'd go to the top. If we can get this pod to Jim, you're on notice, all right? It was bad enough you hit us with Dumb and Dumber 2. That thing was fucked, but it's not as bad as your schlong, Jim. Dumb and Dumber 2 was horrific, but, yeah, an infected penis from a millionaire mm. for no reason at all. I can't have to, it. Uh, and it wasn't just the infected penis. Oh, he did a it, lot of stuff that wasn't good, but, yeah, I don't, but it was the knowing of the infected exactly, penis and spreading exactly. of the infected penis. The spreading can't go on. It's almost like these, uh, you know, these, 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 um, these uh, men out there that have the AIDS, and then they, they, mm. they on purposely infect. I know, those people need life. Jim's not far off that layer though. If you, actually want to, if you want to put him in two hands, yeah. like, I mean, mate, just because we love Jim and we love you, Jim. We've even been to his house as a, the, another another life flex yeah, for we people. Did. We, 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 we just give football you football outside of his house, but we, mm, 
Do you reckon um, we didn't know about the infected penis when we kicked the pigskin out? The we front might of his not house. have had it back then. He might have had a clean, a clean peen. If he'd not sent Lupe to answer the the door and had have answered it himself and let us into his life, maybe he would have a cleansed cock. Well, maybe we would have got infected. Maybe something would have jumped across. You just, you just never know. Well, knowing how much we love him, we probably would have come home with an infected pain. Yeah, he's a potent, virile man. Oh, Mick. So I'm sorry. I probably shouldn't have gone this far. Episode nine, Shark Tank. I thought, why not? You know, well, you've, you've you've offset the biggest uh, guest we've ever had. All yep. due respect to the others. Yep. I've brought the pod down, haven't I? But no, you probably haven't brought it down. You've, you just, yeah, yeah. I didn't think we'd, we'd go into infected penises sub sub no. sub uh, ten episodes. But look, I guess it's your uh, your segment, and segment. we warn people weekly. Warn them. Just keeping you guessing. You do the wrong thing. You, you, you're out there, and you're you're an opportunist for Mick to make make a mockery of you. And look. It's not Jim himself, it's Jim's cock. You haven't gone at Jim, you've gone at the cock. I've gone so. at the cock. Jim himself, talented man, but there's too much disease just left unchecked. It's going. It's rife down there. Put it in a radox bath, just dip it in. or Give it Give it some sort of something. Give I'm it a- sure, like, you remember on The Simpsons when uh, that little girl drew Moe and it had the stink lines coming off Moe? <laughs> I reckon there'd be stink lines coming off Jim's peen right now, and I, I, I shudder to think... Oh, there's no other podcast in the world that you interview a, an, an iconic 90s wrestler and then spend sort of seven to eight minutes on a comedian's cock. Mm. Well, so, um, this is uh, who the fuck are these guys? That's right. Who the fuck are those infected cocks? What and, the fuck are they going to talk about? You just don't know. And look, we're uh, we're fair men. We're <laughs> fair men. This is Mako Shark segment, but if Jim wants to come on. Yeah, we can talk about it. And ref- refute? Ref- we can refute, but you can't. It's it's fact. No, I know, but if he just maybe he can wants rebut, to tell, I guess. Re- yeah, tell us what was going through his mind. Maybe he had. Maybe he couldn't help it. Maybe, maybe he just stumbled and fell into a, a vat could of have. Uh, chlamydia and could have all these sorts of things. Could have been one of those spur of the moment sort of one time hookups, and he just got he did himself dirty. Well, I hope he's I hope he's uh, looking after himself. I hope he has a doctor on board. I hope he has weekly checkups. And if anyone out there, this is a community service announcement. If you're out there listening and you've got something weird happening down south, give yourself a bit of a check before you start fucking your next dalliance with a lady, all right? <laughs> Just give yourself a check. Have some respect. Well, we'll say on this podcast, we say to you, if you don't look after your cock mm-hmm. before you have your next interaction, this yep. is what we think you are. Le who, the her. Exactly. Straight from Jim's mouth. Straight himself. from Jim's mouth. So great. That's a that's a big one. That is a big one. You've gone banks. You've gone TV corporations. You've gone automatic uh, price hikes. You've gone horrible lady in a service station. You've gone cyclist with lycra. You've gone cyclist with lycra. I mean, they've probably got a few fucking. Oh yeah, no, crook, they just would crook shafts on them. Crook don't shaft, chafy shaft, chafing, sweating in that lycra. I'm not sure if it's a breathable material. I just no. don't know. Well, they should wear cotton. It's going to be all sorts of fucking. Oh, I don't want to talk. about I don't know anymore. where you go from here as well. No. This is this feels like it's almost like a season finale not far, uh, maker, yeah. but it's definitely not. But I just mean like I've, fuck. I've definitely, uh, I've definitely gone into some uncharted waters. I like it. Shark Tank, it's, it's well out in uncharted waters. Let's move on because move on. we're probably making everyone feel sick. No, that's okay. Jim Carrey, okay. you're on notice. On notice. All right, moving forward. Well, uh, the main reason of this podcast is obviously combat sports, and we had we had one of the more anticipated big one UFCs up on the weekend. Yeah, mm. UFC two six nine. Uh, how did it go, Mako Shark? Versus, uh, I guess what you wanted it to be. 
outcome, put it together, the multi, how did we all, how did it all fare? Well, the event itself was another rip-roarer, wasn't it? UFC, again, delivering on the promises. They're a, on a hot streak. They're on a hot streak of cards. These yeah. pay-per-views are just coming thick and fast. They're, they're giving everyone their money's worth. Yeah. This was another one. This was a belter from go to woe. It's a two to the moon, um, isn't it? Yeah, they're they're UFC's fucking flying. Jesus. They're, they're in a purple patch. They haven't. They've never been in better shape. I've said it to you. I reckon the last three weeks. I don't know what's going on, but it seems that we're not. We're, there's no boo moment. We're not getting let down. No. We're getting at least two thirds of the card being sort of. You go to yourself. Fuck. That's the best thing I've ever seen. But you keep saying it, so it can't yeah. continually be. But they're in a momentum wave, and I guess the the fight, the the, the bookers, which I've taken swing at. Many a time. I think they might be doing their job. They're putting together good matchups, and that's all we want as, as the punters. Um, so, I guess, where do you want to start with it? Well, um, we had our multi going last week. That uh, looked good early. We got, a, we got going. A couple of results. We got going early. with Steam, and there was a tie to Shui Vasa. Oh, let's give a shout-out to our man, Bam Bam. Tied We've got Shui an Vasa. open seat here for him whenever he wants it. Oh, the pot is open. Uh, he had another banger. He is just knocking blokes out, isn't he? He's he's on a tear. Tai um, No one's actually asked about that guy's ACL. Augusto Sakai, I reckon. Yeah, let's get a <laughs> let's get a welfare check on him because he was unconscious and his knee was looking worse for wear. He did the old lights out, body dropped underneath. His knee got caught. Yeah, and it's an ugly scene, isn't it? Yeah, it absolutely is. That's uh, that made me cringe more than the knockout from a man oh. that's got some of the worst knees in the yeah. valley. That's two hundred and sixty um, pounds just. It's like the uh, the window sound effect when the window shuts down. The yeah. ding, ding, ding. That's what happened to his brain. He just went straight down. The knee went, oh, boy. Some of us in high school would have liked that to happen to uh, the, the sack guy we mentioned last yes. week with the sneakers. Um, some of us would have kept our sneakers and hats and clothing if a, a certain man did his ACL. So he got us off to a flyer, though, and we were, we were like, well, that one's tick. And then um, I forget what the other prelim was that we had the... the um... We got uh, the Dominic Cruz come up next. That's right. That was like a our multi was in jeopardy in the first yeah. round. Dominic Cruz rocked. We were close to having to lay off, weren't we? Oh, well, it looked like our multi was busted second fight in. <sighs> Cruz copped the banger. He dropped. And then he looked, it looked like it was over. We basically threw the towel in. Multi was off. But yep. to his credit... Dominic Cruz showing his uh, showing his wares, showing his wares as a real veteran and a real great of the sport. He fought through it, survived that first round, which looked really dire. Yeah, and then put on a masterclass. That's for two happening rounds. a lot too, isn't it? Guys That's are getting just... sparked early, but then somehow outsiking the other bloke yep. with "you can't actually kill me," and then now you're gas because you went for the kill, and I've got two and a half more rounds yeah. to get back at you. I'll put this out to you too. So Dominic Cruz was. Dominant before he's uh, he's lost to Garbrandt, mm-hmm. uh, the Jesus uh, glass jaw yep. uh, himself. Um, if he'd not lost that fight and sort of had the little layoff, and you know he's now coming back, could you like he could be seen as one of the all time greats if he didn't yes. just take. I reckon he took him a little bit lightly or, I don't know, I don't know what it made it personal. Yeah, something happened. They talk about when fighters make it personal that they sometimes gas or they're always heavy on the front. But just, like, take that fight away from his last sort of six years' body of work. He's pound for pound as good as anyone, he really. Was, he was one of the great 135ers, yes. So um, we shouldn't have uh, – it's almost like you all, you all must have forgot the yep. performance he put on because it Absolutely. was it was really really impressive beautiful performance so we're we're two and yeah. zero here we're almost starting to sort of we're tap some o. knees squeeze some thighs it was yeah. um it was a glorious moment then we had the venue change which yes yes we had a bit if quick you're, venue if change you're a, if you're a man of uh, one of those superstitions 
maybe that. But then, but then, what was the next fight? It was my man that I've sort of hung on to. You know, um, yeah, I sold a few shares, but I just kept one or two just tickling there, so I haven't fully jumped off. Um, you might have jumped ahead. You're going to Sean O'Malley, haven't you? Yeah, was that not the fight? No, no. The next one where we, we which busted our multi wide open was the uh, Dan Ege fight. Oh, versus Emmett. Danny Ainge, which was actually a bit of a uh, bit of a crook. Decision no. from the judges, I reckon. A lot of people were thwarting. They gave him all three rounds. Oh, they gave him all three. I don't think that was right. Oh, if no. anything, I think Ige had rights to two of the three. It was a close fight. I think he lost the first. Emmett. I think uh, he did enough yes. in the second, yep. and I think he finished stronger. Yep. It was, so... a, it was a contentious decision. We probably mm. have a little bit more on the line because our money was uh, was cooked. Yeah, right. So a bit more personal for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's right. So sorry. Then we then we then yeah, we, we lost. Ahead. Then we moved yeah. ahead and. Um, I will say the uh, hospitality at both venues was fantastic. We yes. didn't um, we didn't mention our sponsors off the top, but we didn't really have a sponsored week this week. We were we were household, weren't we? We we, yes. we, we did a bit of a house jump. So we were in the suburbs. Um, got beautifully looked after. Um, Shout out fantastic. to uh, Jason Bass with the uh, hot wings and the loaded dogs. Yeah, fantastic. Jason Bass with the loaded dogs and the hot wings, uh, and then also. Uh, Harry Harrison sort of supplying these new jammy cocks, the little uh, Ooh, yeah, RTD specials delicious. that, um, you know, that got us through as well. So it was a beautiful double combo. So we've, we've hit Jason Bass's new residence and uh, we've got the Sean O'Malley. Bang. Into the uh, main card, Sean O'Malley versus, yeah. pa- how do you say it? Rulian Paver. Yeah, I said to you, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't trust a man called Rulian. Yeah, you can't trust a Rulian, can you? No, just call him Julian. Well, yep. You know, why, why make it sexier than Rulian. it is? Rulian. I mean, Julian's a great name. Just yeah, Rulian can get in the bin. So, how did that go? What, what did we think would happen? And was this well, a test? They're talking about it being a test, but really was well, it? Well, I think it was as test as he's had, except for the Cheeto Vera fight, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, this bloke was ranked fifteenth a while back. He dropped out of the rankings in the in the meantime. But you know, anyone in the UFC is a good fighter. Sean O'Malley, I think, though, we expected him to put on a show and he delivered again. So good on him. The pressure's always on him, actually, at the moment because he's running this little hype train. Yep. He goes out there, wants the uh, the flashy highlight knockouts. Yes. And he's fighting these fighters that are perceived to be underneath him. So the pressure is on him to deliver because if he doesn't, then the wheels are off. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I mean, yeah. He backed himself into a corner a little bit with the pressure, I reckon, that he has to deliver. But to his credit, like he did the last couple times out, he, he did back himself up and put on... A really nice performance. I'll tell you what, so I think I, I know what he's doing. He's doing that because then when he wins, he can sort of say, well, I, and I think it compounds his financial reward more because he's out there in the media talking, 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 and he's, he's put himself, it's almost like a game of Russian roulette, really. If you if he lost to that, I reckon that guy was a bit of a soupy, a bit of a soup can. I mean, yeah. A little bit, right? If he lost can. to him, it's like well, you, you probably have to have eight more wins before yeah. you even get Dana's attention. So... But in doing so, I just saw Dana White the other day say he's going to get paid. And you think, well, he hasn't really exactly beaten right. anyone. But as he um, said, uh, he's backing himself in. He's banking on himself. So, And as good he on said, uh, a lot of these guys are in the fight game. He's in the fight business. And he's doing it quite well. So yeah, He is. We he talk is. about, actually, we talk about how the UFC doesn't pay blokes enough. And we get all mm. angry at Dana. And blokes mm. are, are starving out there. Yeah. But then you see a bloke like Sean O'Malley, who has done all the things. And he's a millionaire. Hasn't even beaten anyone. But he's found a way to beat the system. Yeah. So we can't really have. So a crack he's like at him. a bit of an online gamer, and he doesn't yeah. do that. that you can't have a crack twitch, at a bloke. Bit of a twitch, twitch guy, isn't he? Well, like a twitch, he twitches. He, he, yeah, he's a twitcher. He online twitches. Does he? Uh, does he? Does he TikTok? Probably. Yep. Yeah, he does. does all he the only, right only fans. Shout out to Liz. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure he's uh, gone into that realm yet, but give him another... <laughs> That'd be an interesting sex. The Sugar Show on, on Sugar OnlyFans. Sugar Show on the Cambage. Yeah, I'd, 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 yeah, I'd watch that. Sugar Sean, uh, Liz Cambage. Yeah, I'd watch it. I'd watch <laughs> oh, it. She'd be, be out, she'd be uh, outweighing him by about three or four weight classes, I would have thought. Well, she probably weighs my weight, and she's got two and a half inches of height on me. Absolutely. So think about that. That'd That's... be a hell of a scene. <laughs> Pay-per-view. So he hasn't got an OnlyFans quite yet. No, but... well, yeah, he keeps winning. So once he loses, potentially... The, uh, the listeners at home will, will notice that we've dropped that recently, but I'm just hoping that maybe we get an OnlyFans sponsorship because there's a bit of cash there, so, you know, you've got to make it. Make, we might have it, a, uh, a nude podcast once a week. Just a nudie. Direct via OnlyFans. Well, your only. man Stephen Austin does or used to do, which I can't believe you could be bothered or, or fucked to do. He did the G-rate, then the M-rate. It's, oh, the he used to do the family-friendly yeah. the family friendly edition yeah. and then the no-holds-barred. With his rotisserie chicken. Rotisserie chicken. I get my <laughs> diet dialed in. He loves locking his diet in, doesn't he? Stone Cold Steve Austin show. Yeah, well. Right. Well, that's anyway. that's my impression. Hopefully I like it that. comes across. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I just like saying rotisserie chicken. Rotisserie chicken. Goddamn <laughs> yellow jacket. <laughs> anyway, so Sean O'Malley. He, he's he, had a he, win. He carries on. Good so. on. So we're, we're two from three here. Two from three. The, the multi's busted, but, you know, we're still picking them. Two from three. But it's just good to know how you, you know, the listeners want to sort of mm. see how our, our picks go. Our picks are normally pretty good. And then, and then, oh, this was, my, this, was, this, was, this was a pick solely on the fact that we're not big Jesus guys. Yep. And I did say to you, I felt it in my gut that this man would beat this man and you, you stood firm with me. Yes. Um, I went back and listened to the audio. Just you got to do that just to see how it went. But, yeah, no, you, you stood by me, but you didn't promise that you would. I was nervous if, on this one, but we, I was leaning with you. I thought we were a big chance, Kaikara France. Yeah, so who did he fight? He fought, as you just referenced earlier, the glass jaw Cody Garbrandt. The Jesus-loving glass jaw? Yes. Um, this, this guy, in my opinion, just should become like a – an underwear model or something. Like. He needs to go. This is a, if you want to talk OnlyFans, he's a prime candidate. Yeah, he's he's like, an attractive, like a Southern California looking dude. He's got the, you know, the vibe. He's got the vibe. He's got the stickers. He's got the hair. He's a good looking fella. I'm not going to lie. He's a bit of a DC. He's been blessed with a lot except for a He just fight. can't fight anymore. Can't fight. Got a glass jaw. He's now been rocked. We'll tell you what happened. He got knocked the fuck yeah, out, didn't got, he? Yeah. France just. Dropped weight him. though too, didn't he? In his dropped first one, mm. he's dropped down to one twenty-five, looking for that advantage because the one thirty-fivers were having just a field day with his yeah. face. So I think he thought, so "I'll drop thought, down mm, and belt the fuck out of you." Yeah, I should be able to go down and beat the little guys. One twenty-five, uh, as Steve Austin would say, uh, uh, <laughs> did not work. One twenty-five's tiny, mate. Small fellas, little tackers, but they pack a punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what happened. And got got, uh, got, got got sparked. So retire, please. I think it's over for him. I think even Dana White said in the, the press conference, like, we're mm. not really sure where to go. At, you know, if you're getting knocked out at 125, yep. there's not much room for because you. Because in all due respect to the 125, if he's been fighting heavier, he should be able to withstand the power of those boys. He should, Te- on paper. Like, technically but... on paper. But I think I don't think he's ever really been able to eat a punch. Well, no, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a recurring sort of theme now, him getting one on the button and then not being able to withstand it. So I think it's... I don't want to say curtains. I don't want to call a bloke's career on him, but I wouldn't be surprised. You can't cop that much head trauma just repeatedly. So he he, uh, he does cop um, he does cop one, and then seems to lose all sorts of fight plan. Yep. Yeah, um, it all goes out the window. And look, we, we we've we've said on this pod we don't like to get too technical, but I reckon 
he must have a plan. He gets hit in the face and then he can't deal with the adversity and then he tries to knock them out because he does have dynamite fists. But he does. He leaves himself so open. He even waved him to come, like, oh, no. come, come, come. That's the ego, isn't it? It's just, yeah. Because he, he does. He trusts his own fists. But, mate, you get into a firefight, you've got to be able to, to cop one or two. You've got to eat one. And he Absolutely. can't. Absolutely. can't eat them. He so. can't eat them. Just, just, just retire, pal. You've probably got millions. I saw he's got like three million Instagram followers. Just start use that. Having use. said that, though, before you retire, this is what I actually want to see. Going back to Sugar Sean, I, oh, want, oh, I yes. want them to really get in the ring together because mm. this is it. They've, they've had the uh, online beef now for probably a year or so. They even had it at the press conference. See, they this? both ignored their own opponents and started yeah. drawing at each other and even got up in each other's face That's for right, a stare did. down. Like, hey, let's get the stare down for the future. Like, Do you know when, like I've, I've mentioned to you before, you look for signs. If you're going to put money on somewhere, you look for, like, signs. So my, my big ones when they, you know when they do that, not that public way, and they do that weird one in that yeah, weird yeah, room. The, the initial. If you see them, like, struggle on that or they do, like, mm-hmm. a little ooh, little weird yeah. faint or they have to hold on, Yep. always punt on the other guy. And it happened with uh, the little fella, little... Uh, no, they're fighting coming up, the little fellas, the little Brazilian and the little... Oh, yes, 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 Figueiredo. He had Figueiredo was cooked. Big like, trouble, I yeah. said to Harry, Harry will vouch. I said, he looked a bit wobbly. Yeah. I said, I reckon if he's going to get got, it'll be... Anyway, happened. Happened, yeah. But he didn't even, like you said, didn't even respect his opponent. Now, he wanted to do a standoff with the other bloke. He was totally looking past. So looking if past you France. ever look past, you, you get sat normally. Yeah, absolutely. Well, these weight cuts are brutal. I don't like them. Dominic Cruz, he came out just, I think, yesterday. Remember, he, uh, he clipped... Daniel Cormier last mm. week in the media day, and he, he sort of uh, reneged his comments a little bit yesterday, he? and he sort of blamed it on. This is what he says. He goes, oh, you know, it was weight cut week, and I hadn't eaten in three days, and I hadn't drunk anything for two days. Hungry so, and uh, so he was starched. A bit, he was a bit mentally not, is it, is not it, there. Is it starched? Is it starched when you're thirsty? No, it's no, sta- it's parched. Parched. Mm. He was parched yep. and hungry. So Garbrandt was probably parched, and then in the fight he got starched. Starched, what your grandma did to like, the, the, you know, yeah, yeah, your pillow covers, your, pillow, or your, your starch, sheets, you starch them, <laughs> get a nice crease, get a nice crease. So, okay, so we had that. So we were we were three from four, really. So we're we're, we're oh, chugging we were along cooking. with cooking. We will skip past the next fight. We don't yeah. really care about Jeff Neal, Ponza, and It was a boring fight. Stop we had them. we had Ponza de Leon, but he lost. So we're we're, Let's uh, get to we're the, three uh, from five. The world shocker. So, now, have you gone out and bought a Rip Curl, Quicksilver, or any sort of beach rashy after this oh, fight? Oh, yeah, the rashies. Put your rashies out for bloody Pena. Um, Juliana Pena in the uh, the swimsuit sort of arrangement. <laughs> Normally a sign of weakness. Shocking. Normally you see a chick come out in one of them and you go, nope. nope Put the nope, house on nope, the nope. other broad. You can't fight. But, wow. Nunes wears a half Rashy though. She wears, like wears your little midriffy sort of yeah, operation. Yeah, okay. This fight, this was just a complete lock. Ever seen someone lose their mind more than in this fight? No, nah, she did. She uh, lost her game plan. They got into a firefight and I don't know. I saw Adesanya's little breakdown on YouTube and he called it panic striking. He goes, you cop one on the button and you go, oh, hang on a, sh- hang on a second. I'm in yeah. a fight here. And then all of a sudden, instead of you being on the front foot, she was on the back foot and she just was swinging, panic striking just as a way to try and stop just stop. She didn't want to keep getting hit in the head, but it, yeah. it just kept coming. I put it to you to refute that bloke, though. She got fucking... What's the... Uh, when she beat that big woman that's a bit mannish that looks like the sore villain? Cyborg. 
She got belted hard against her, and when she stood and fought with her, she didn't look like she looked on the weekend. No, she looked like yeah. she had no ability on there. It was something was just off. It wasn't like the that news. movie Rookie of the Year where the kid breaks his arm and then he throws a zinger. You mm. know, the kid starts pitching it, the little boy. Yes. Out of uh, he's a guy out of um, yeah, sex with a girl in American Pie. And she got, go slow, Kev. Oh, Tara Reid. Yeah. That bloke. Go, go slow. Talk about one of the all-time <laughs> fucking downhill slides. Poor Tara Reid. She's gone from hero to zero. Oh, we could get her on here, I reckon. Oh, she's about under. I reckon she's under us. We're that buff. We don't want Tara Reid. She got an OnlyFans? Hope not. <laughs> anyway, it was like that. Like The kid had the ability because he broke his And then he, all of a sudden he slipped again and it was gone. Gone. But it was like she got hit in the face, but she reacted completely different than yeah. how she... If you go back and watch the cyborg fight... Oh, yeah. And uh, and then, like, see her get absolutely smacked by a mannish female, and then you see this fight, and she stood there all off balance. It was bizarre. Yeah, it didn't look like it was uh, the Amanda Nunez that we've all come she, to know. She can she can um, grapple as well. Like, it was she odd she didn't even yeah. try and just, just you know, get, move away. Re- I mean, I know we're, we're not in fights, so we don't know how it feels if a woman's actually continually walking you down and you might not have had as good a preparation as... as you let on, and then all of a sudden you gas because you're getting smacked. But I reckon shoot or do something just to give yourself a bit of, uh, yeah. bit of I don't know. They just, just don't stood keep and, eating punches. They swang and banged, didn't they? For people out there that didn't know what happened, I mean, Juliana Pena was a rank outsider. What was she? Ten to one or something nah, like that, or she, even more. So they're all nah. She was only seven. She was only six dollars fifty. That's nah. why we didn't actually. Because remember, I said to you on the day we should put a bit on ten, but then we looked. It was like you were only well, whatever the bucks. American odds are. She was plus a thousand. So I think that's that's fucking pretty big. Yeah, they were reporting the biggest upset biggest of all time, but I, that's not true because Rousey was eleven dollars to lose to Holly Holmes. So yeah, legitimately eleven dollars. Well, this this we didn't see this coming, and especially in the first round, Nunez took her down and controlled her, and it was like, well. This fight's over. Like, we, we were popping for the rashy, weren't we? we I'm were, telling oh, you, yeah, I'm like, telling Pena's corner, just throw the towel in. This mm. fight's not going your way, love. Yeah. And then, Jesus Christ, second round comes along and she just, I don't know what happened, but she just got the uh, the spirit of Rambo. I love when they back up what she said, everything, uh, she did everything that she said she was going to do. Yeah. Which I, I love that. That's great, yeah. I reckon. Nah. It's, it's a bit, um, Good on her. it's ballsy. It's like we talk about with sugar, but this is bigger. This is like you're fighting in a, the biggest fight. Like He does that against Soupies. Yeah, you've done this against She's the goat. Da- she actually called her out and said, I'm the worst Fight for you, stylistic. Yep. You've been ducking me, which potentially now we think might be true. I reckon she's been ducking. I reckon. I, I reckon um, the weight of her partner Nunez just always having to carry an extra weight on your leg because this woman <laughs> cling, little fucking clingy boy. She's always clinging and that. She's there. She's sort of there, just like get off of me. Like she was even in her grill after she just lost, like right in her face. Maybe like, Nunez is the clinger to the, the other doll. We don't nah. know. Maybe they're equal clingers. No, nah, I don't reckon Nunez. I reckon this bird's put put her star on on her, on the bright star of Nunez and just fucking just weighing her down. Then you got the child, and then you got all the media and all the you know the expectation, the yep. goat. It just She's didn't got work, two did belts. Can, people can't hold two belts, Mick. They can't do it. Like, I just reckon that they, it just doesn't work. Doesn't matter who you are, the goat, whatever. Like, it wow. just, you can't do it. Someone always comes along, don't they? We weren't expecting it, but that's what happened. Congratulations to Juliana Penner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So who the hell knows what happens from here? Probably a rematch, to be honest. But uh, I'll I'll pay for it. We're fans of the Penacotta. Mm, yeah. Good good nickname. <laughs> Let's roll with that. The Penacotta. I'm a big. <laughs> Big fan of that, actually. <laughs> so she's what? Hey, what? What's next for her? Because Dana, he doesn't fucking let up. Like this woman 
has been his fucking cash cow because there's no one that anyone wants to watch. Yeah. All due respect, by the way, but the female division, there's a, there's a, there's a couple that we love, but it, it's not stacked yet. It'll be not 15, yet. 20 years, it'll be a different story, right? Dana just comes out and said she fumbled the ball for the big cash fight with some other Oh, yeah, they got that, but, but, like, He's so quick yes. to turn on him, isn't he? He is, yeah. Mate, why don't you say, look, she's had a bad night. She's had a lot of expectations. Kayla Harrington, that's yeah, her Yeah, this bird. She's a free agent, the big hot shot. He's just a brutal guy, Dana. A bit of a prick, I reckon. Just say she's had an off night. You're allowed to have an off night, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. Like, anyway, they'll, they'll have a rematch. So they'll book that, I reckon. Who wins that and how does it go down? Well, who the hell knows? What, what's your, what's your, you your long shot Nunez, Mako Shark You tip? think she's going to come out and really try and assess what went wrong and uh, come back better than ever. So you yep. can't you can't ride out Amanda Nunez on the rematch, I don't I'll think. I'll put this to you. Who do you think, what do you think will happen first? Will Nunez get her belt back or will Jim's penis be clean? Nunez will get her belt back before Jim's penis, Jim's penis is, is is probably a, uh, a lost cause, I reckon. It's a write-off. Well, I just wanted to sort of weigh how quick you thought she'd get back to the top and how, yeah. how serious you think Jim took we'll his keep spray. it on both of these things. We'll have yep. a bit of a running a running tally, but yep. I reckon Nunez gets the belt before okay. Jim gets a clean bill of health. I'd like Pena to hold it. I'd actually like Pena to go up and take her other belt. Well, there's an always a chance in it. The 145, there's no one up there. I've, said, I've seen her say, though, that why would she go up? But even previous to winning this belt, maybe okay. it might change. She sort of said, "This is where I fight at. This is where yep. I, this is my ideal weight." Yep. But geez, I reckon if she wanted to make retirement money, mm, go up. She'd and almost, take you'd almost start to get towards Conor McGregor just for a, a money for a fight. Like Dana, would there be a lot of money for her to go up and take the other broads' belt? Wouldn't it double belt? Mm, a little bit of money, maybe not Conor level, but there'd be some, no. there'd be some money there. I guess on the the female scheme of things, it'd yes. be as big a money as you'll fight. ever get. It'd be a big fight. So no, let's, yeah. uh, I guess, watch this space. And then moving on into, uh, look, this was, this, was a, this was a big fight, wasn't it? This pay-per-view, we also forget, was supposed to have that little poser, um, Masvidal, mm-hmm. uh, against mm-hmm. Leon, which well, that would have been glorious, wouldn't it? Street Just Judas a, v. Leon, yeah. That would have been a hell of a fight. So that's, that's been put on the break. So we, we go into the main event. Um, who was fighting, Mick? Charles Oliveira was defending his title against Dustin Poirier. Mm-hmm. This was always going to be a good fight. A couple of uh, just respectful, nice guys. A yep. couple of really, as we said last week, veterans of the sport. Yeah. So many fights between the two of them, so many wins. They're two like journeymen that have found themselves right at the top. Yep. Main eventing this big pay-per-view. So look, give us the... It was a 50-50 fight. I couldn't pick it. We went with uh, Poirier. We did. I had my, um, which I'll get back to in a minute. I did have a little bit of uh, hesitation around him. It was trepidate. You, you did. You did. You, uh, you said that he potentially is a bit of a choke artist. I just said, look, I just feel like he's the kind of guy that can get to the top but can't just get over the top. Can't get I over just, the final hurdle. He's, he's just missing something to be that star. He's like a boring, nice guy, and it's just like, I don't know, fate or something stops him, but... I guess it, no one really wants him to be the champ. Look, I, I was happy for him to be champ. In that first mm. round, he comes out, he bops Oliveira, drops him. It really did look like, just like last time Oliveira fought, it looked like he was about to get beaten. Yeah. Poirier was bopping him around. Bop. It was very close to getting his finish, but he just couldn't quite get it. The, the, yep. I don't know. Something about Oliveira, he's just very he's very elusive when it comes to that. He just managed to avoid it, didn't he? He so did. Poirier gave it his best shot. He did. He won that first round. Our mm-hmm. multi was looking fucking good. Yep. But uh, Oliveira, he's just he's developing a habit at he this is. point. 
Do you subscribe to my theory that I sort of mentioned that these wow. these guys from these third world countries, when they get to the top, it's like you're fucking, I've come from yeah. absolute squalor. You're going to have to actually murder me to get it. Like it just feels like it's going to take something special to beat him. This is um, actually a, uh, an anecdote that the uh, the Dal Samant gave me during the week. Oh, good. Shout out. I wasn't aware, but Charles Oliveira as a kid was extremely sick. Oh, was he? He spent two years in a hospital. He right. did not leave from like the ages of 9, 10 to 11. He was in hospital with uh, rheumatoid arthritis. Oh, come off it. And he had something else. I think it was something wrong with his heart. I haven't, I haven't done my research. I'm just going back to the conversation a week ago. I think it was he had heart problems. Jesus. And he had this massive arthritis issue where he couldn't walk. Doctors told him he would never walk properly again. He will not play athletic sport. He was a big soccer boy. Oh, and no. And it wrecked his, uh, his boyhood dream of becoming a soccer player. He didn't leave a hospital for two goddamn years. Somehow he's gotten over all that, which is just phenomenal, really. Yeah. And now he's the champ of the world. Great, uh, great, great fact from mm, Samantha. A little too. factoid. Sammy, Sammy with the facts. I'm happy with that. Yeah, I was happy with it. I was very happy. I forgot actually to jump in on the pod last week and drop it. So I'm giving her a bit of credit here this week. Hey, look, follow-up credits just as good as the initial credits. So mm. good, good from her. So anyway, Oliveira yep. controlled the second round, mm. took uh, Poirier down. Got a bit climb. Was this the second round when he got started to do climby boys? That was No, that was third. Second round, he took him down and just controlled him. And yeah. it was almost the commentators were saying, what's Poirier doing? Yeah. He's not trying to escape. He's not doing anything. And he said in the post-fight, yeah, he didn't want to risk getting choked out because Oliveira's too good on the ground. He's just yeah. a real... Real stretcher. He'll, he'll yeah. get you. He'll get you down. He'll anaconda you. He was you. doing almost a weird choky move. He was doing, he? yeah, controlling it with his hands, just doing crook things on the ground. Looks like he's very strong in the position of missionary. Oh, yeah, he'd be a missionary <laughs> artist. But he's a hell of a, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner. And he yeah. Can, he'll choke you out in any way you give him. So yeah. uh, Poirier knew it. So it's 1-1. Poirier didn't want to do a thing. It's 1-1 after two. He, he, he laid on the ground and just sort of said, I'm going to try and survive this round. I'll cop, yeah. a, I'll cop a loss in this round. Yes. I'm going to come out in the third, try and bop him again. Didn't, and didn't work. No. Oliveira just within seconds, spider monkeyed him. Yeah. Jumped on the rear, on the back. Got him in the choke. Squeezed for his just squeezed to hell, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And uh, Poirier, the poor fella. That's a double. Uh, that's his second title loss from a rear naked. Is that not right? Yep. Yeah. A standing one. This was this was crook. So standing ones are pretty rare. Oh yeah, very rare. He looked very comfortable also in the reverse climby boy position. Yeah, he just <laughs> he gave Poirier no option. He, I think, uh, what happened from my, uh, like I said, non-technical uh, viewpoint, it looked mm-hmm. like he stood there with him. Respected his striking, gave him a round where he just sort of thought, can I knock him out? And yep. Probably maybe yeah. not because he's dangerous. Then his crew would have said in Brazilian, Look, get this to the ground. He's yep. nowhere near as nah. um, good in that. He and he's dangerous with his, with his striking. And then they worked him over. And I reckon mentally that's a cooking when you've been laid on for a whole like, – and physically you'd be Yeah, you're gassed. If I swing badly and miss and he comes in for the takedown, it's, it's curtain. So it looked like – he didn't look – like he was defeated fully, but it, it, he didn't have the same pizzazz in the third as he did the yeah. first. And I just reckon he mentally worked him out and then just broke him down in three rounds as a, as a champion probably should. So, yeah, um, unfortunately for Dustin, <clears throat> as you said, that's his second title fight and they've both ended up, he's had to, he's had to tap out both times. And uh, no, no shame in it. You've lost to a couple of champions, like a really good high level fighters. But, there's not uh, a lot for him to go to from here. Dustin, Dustin, yeah, because he's beaten. Let's uh, let's just talk. He's beaten Gaethje, right? Yep. 
So, like, we don't really need to see that again, do we? Unless he wants, I guess, the only way we want to see that again is if Gaethje can beat Charles, which I don't think that happens. Uh, yeah, I see I see Gaethje putting up a good fight, but I reckon Oliveira gets him. Yeah. But I think there's a couple of options if Poirier wants to continue his give me, career. Give me, give me a couple. Because he said in the presser, it's just up to him now to go home, mm. reflect, look himself in the mirror and figure out if he wants to keep fighting because it's a brutal sport. Shocking sport. Takes a lot of commitment. Shocking. Uh, we've got two options. Obviously, we've got uh, he could probably fight Michael Chandler. Both coming yeah. off a loss to Oliveira, I think it's a good. Chandy's fight to coming make. off too. Michael Chandler, yeah, yeah, off two losses. So He's I coming don't off know. Two, yeah, I don't know if he won. If I'm him, I just take a fucking easy beat to get another win. But yeah, well, I know. But he's easy guy. He's out there. It's good. He's looking for the fire fights. No, I think I'm it makes perfect that. sense in a fighting setting. Yep, Dustin Poirier versus Michael Chandler. That's going to be a fucking ripper. Good booking maker. I think it's a ripper. Hopefully, Dana White is thinking the same. Yes, because they're both there. Obviously, they're probably what. They're going to be ranked two, three, four. Yeah, around, around the mark. Both of them around the top yeah. five. They all deserve We've got to be Makachev fighting Dayrush in a few months, so they're yes. out. There's no yes. other real options. I think that's the fight to make. Or mm. we wait until the titanium leg is oh, healed yeah. and we go to the fourth. Do we get Conor Poirier? Does he does four? he want does, does does he deserve a fourth? He does, in my opinion, because that third fight should be okay. a wash. That wasn't a loss. Yeah. That was a leg break. So you I, you still view it as 1-1? I still view it as 1-1 because how, how can you not? No, that's fair. I'm, I'm just here to ask the question. How, many, how many fights have we seen completely turn on its head in a second round? The first round counts for the first round. It doesn't mean it's any indication what will happen afterwards. So that I think if they fight, gone I honestly way. think if those two fight 10 times, it, it ends up even. It's gonna yeah, just I, the, the actual fight style suits because he doesn't. He's, yeah. I don't think McGregor's, as I've said to you before, when he was at his peak, he's and at the time as good as anyone. Mm-hmm. But I think the sport quickly caught up, yeah, he's and he regressed a focused bit. on that boxing period, right? So wasn't working on other facets. Other guys have quickly caught up and become very good at using all the, the, the tools. Yep. A fight against Poirier, you fight ten times, you stand up in front of each other. McGregor, yeah. don't worry about McGregor's. Um, he's fu- he's stand up still strong. He can he can actually knock you on your uh, on your ass at any moment. So that's a good fan for the uh, fight for the fans. I, I should think, say. Oh, and and I mean, course, I, I'd happily watch them fight ten times in a row because I reckon it. it'd be a pretty much a similar outcome. But either way, it would be a knockout or a big finish. For I don't think they're ever going to go the distance. Those nah, I can't see it happening. And as we said, Poirier is trying to figure out if he wants to keep fighting. Well, one big. One more big payday, you know, you can't begrudge a man for wanting that. So if he wants to uh, get a few more mil in the bank and then yep. right off into the sunset. Left then... field for you. Yep. Diaz. Yeah, that's another one, actually. It's there. It's on It's on the cards. <laughs> I, reckon he, I reckon he'd finish Diaz. They're already inside. inside. Yeah. I reckon he'd stop well, him proper. Well, nah, see. I just think he would. I just think he. No one stops Diaz. No, I just got a feeling. I don't I know why. I think that fight goes deep into a fourth, mm. into a fifth. That'd be great. I think it'll be a fucking ripper fight. So I reckon uh, it makes perfect that, sense for Diaz. You could just give him three fights and give him all men, and then he retires, and he'd probably retire with a lot of money. And that fight was scheduled a couple of years back, mm. got uh, got cancelled, and it's never happened. So both men, I think, want that fight. So it was a fantastic uh, look. It, it, sometimes it's good. Like he was too good. We wanted probably a bit more um, three round, but we would have loved it to go a bit deeper. But sometimes you just got to stand up and nah. respect the bloke that's at the peak of his powers. Yeah, he's having a hell of a run, having a great run, and um, we we look forward to seeing where he goes from there. I guess. Um, yep. So uh, that's that's the event. We loved it. It's a good event. Thank you again, UFC. It's been a big year, their best year in history, 
on yeah. all facets, numbers, and, on not attendances, I think, but uh, pay-per-views and stuff like that. And By far their biggest year ever. I reckon uh, there's one more card, which we'll quickly just chat about a couple of fights that uh, that excites me, actually, Yeah. to finish. Little Karate Boy, Wonder Boy's on the card. Yeah, big Wonder Boy. Thompson fighting, fighting this uh, week, fighting Muhammad. Which is a great fight. It is a good fight. That's a, uh, a, it's... It's got some meaning that fight in the rankings there Absolutely. at Welterweight. Absolutely, so, and, then, and then the big flat track bully. We, we're yeah. big, we're big um, Derek fans, by the way. We'll preface that, but look, he's as look, big a flat track bully, yeah. and it's just you just look at the look, look at, at the evidence, right? He, he beats up on the guys that aren't quite there, gets there, and just this, the total rounded skill of a, a world class heavyweight just wow. works him out. Cyril um, Gunn just took him apart. Daniel Cormier's taken him apart. He gets, he's not. He's not right there, is he? But look, no. we love him. He's a knockout artist. Derek Lewis, his balls are hot. They've, I've got, I even bought, I bought that T-shirt um, and realised I could never wear it. You can't walk around with a man on your shirt no, saying no, that my, my balls, balls were hot. Are, my balls They're talking hot. this this duchess up as some sort of up and coming, like the, Chris next, Dorcas, big, yeah, yeah. the next big thing. I, I'll, I haven't seen much of him. Um, what about yourself? No, I and can't tell me, bring too much of his uh, exploits to mind right off offhand. No. I think he just, a to big me, boy, he looks Jeez, like a another boy. mid-range heavyweight, doesn't he? He just looks like a big boy. He's probably going to win him. He's probably going to lose when he fights good fight. I think this is the kind of guy that Derek Lewis eats up, to be honest. Yeah. That real middle of the road. Derek De- Lewis is just going to feast. Scary thing for this bloke. Derek's got him by nine centimetres in reach. Yeah. Derek, same height. Boy. Exact same height. Yep. About four kilos different from the stats. Yep. And who knows how accurate that is. But the, the eight to nine centimetre reach... Mm-hmm. So he's going to have to come in to get him, and if he doesn't avoid that fucking heavy bomb, hands, yeah, oh boy, yeah, I'm going to put my uh, my hard earned on Derek this week. So we, we, we just, probably won't do a multi, but I no. Stefan Wonderboy Thompson, yep, Stephen Thompson and uh, Derek Lewis in a, yep. in a little double bang. Karate trunks into big, big sweaty hot sweaty. balls are going to uh, they're going to get it done, aren't they? Absolutely. So, um, and that's going to finish off. I reckon that that Derek fight will finish off the the UFC year with a big big KO win, and everyone will get a great great great. Uh, go home happy. Go home happy. Um, there's another thing happening on Sunday. Again, we 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 fucking talk about it. it's like every weekend. There's too many things. You have to have fucking one of those houses with the you know when the blokes do the man cave with the split screen. Yeah, you need multi screens. It's a big American thing. We should start bringing it here because I tell you. Um, you know, with all the shit that's on at the minute, you could have a, you could legitimately have an argument to have three different um, things on at once. So, uh, what's the other big event, Mick? Well, it's the circus, isn't it? The circus is in town circus again. Circus is in town. Fucking, I don't. Yeah, do we talk? Yeah, we talk about him. Jake Paul is fighting Tyron Woodley once again. Yep, I'm actually. Uh, I was. I was not excited. I'm a little bit more intrigued now. Are you really? Yeah, I am because you're gonna tune in. Yep. Yeah, I got nothing, nothing much else to do. I got a bit of gardening and that, but yeah, you know, right, right. Whatever, right. You know. Yeah, tune in. It's, it's a fight. It's a fight. It's a festive season. Yeah, it is. You know, sit down. Look, I, I um, I sort of low key want Jake Paul to win again. Oh, it's just for the show business aspect, isn't it? You want him? You sort of want this side show to keep rolling. If he if he beats Tyron again, then yeah. Just... Do you think he gives Tyron back? Back. I, I I talked to a bloke at work about it the other day. I reckon um, Tommy Fury got. The wrong mix, you know, in the half brother part. I reckon he got got what, the looks. I don't know about his mum. I don't know about the mum. Whatever. I reckon he missed out on the dad's gypsy gene. Yep. 
I reckon his brother's a genuine psychopath, yep. and you'd have to kill him to stop him. As we've yep. seen, he's been hit by Wilder in every fight with almost, pardon the second, but got hit with the world's biggest in the first, and then that one that rippled his body like a ripple cake, mm-hmm. uh, that's an underrated punch to get back up from. The short, straight right, if mm. we had Ulti on, he would tell you that's probably one of the more dangerous, and it got him square, like, and got up and still won. I don't think his brother's got that. Um I reckon he got, and I don't want to disparage the mother. She might be a crazy gypsy woman too, but I just got a feeling that he missed out on that part of the gene pool. Yes. But in that, got the sexy. He got the sexy, sexy Ability genes. to build the nice rig. Mm. In saying that though, I don't know if you've seen early Tyson with hair and he's got a little jerry curl thing going. He's Handsome. actually quite a lot slimmer, quite a sexy um what a sexy individual himself. So, okay. but uh, do you, would you agree that you don't? I think you think he might lack that to, well, to, to step out of a fight with a sore rib. Um, I don't think he's got his brother's Tyson's uh, attitude. No, I don't no. think he's got that at all. So he's pulled out of the fight. Who knows if he'll get the fight back? But uh, his loss, if he doesn't, <laughs> actually looking at a young Tyson Fury here. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with him. Yeah, he's got some feathers. But, but there's nothing wrong with that, is there? Like you wouldn't. He doesn't look anywhere near. Look at him. Yeah, he was actually in decent nick. I know he's in good nick. Yep. You know? Good on so him. I reckon he he just been unfortunately dealt with... Uh, he's a rabid uh, beer drinker. Mm. Um, he enjoys it, doesn't he? Yeah, he certainly does enjoy life, and good on him. And when you're the heavyweight champion of the world, you can probably get away with uh, almost murder, I would have thought. Yeah, pretty close to. So who wins that fight for you, just quickly? Look, it's hard to say. I think maybe Jake Paul just keeps his little role going. I don't know. Tyron Woodley's going to pretend that he has all this extra stuff that yep. he didn't provide in the first fight, but really, why? Why yeah. is it any different? I, do don't, we, I don't know. Do we think there's a little – look, I don't want to – No, we're not going to say it's rigged. Okay. I think it's you not think rigged. there's just why some money, a couple of mil, you just look good but lose? I believe maybe Askren took a dive. That was just bizarre how easily he <laughs> dropped. But I already took it in Bitcoin. Yeah, I reckon he probably He's a big bit, Bitcoin boy. It was a bit sus, the Askram one. But yep. look, I don't know. Let's just pretend, even if it is, let's just hope that it's not okay. real. Because what's the point of that? No, I agree. Uh, Jake Paul winning for mine and yep. uh, and eventually fighting Tommy Fury and yep. beating him. Yeah, sweet. So the roll will continue to roll on. That's my, uh, yep, that's my prediction. Okay, so winding up, it's winding been up. a stellar. I love how we really pump our own tides. It's good. It's good fun. Saying it's been a stellar episode. I mean, it's been a good episode. I think We've had Buff Bagwell on the pod, guys. If you're still out there listening, anyone out there still listening to us, that maybe it's your first time listening to the boys. Then so, I hope you've enjoyed what we've gone with. I hope the uh, the infected penis didn't didn't. Uh, I was going to say, think of the cliff notes of this episode, right? If you, if you say that we don't offer something that for everybody, we've offered we've come out the top with a clip at, uh, and question. So a bit of an open ended question about construction workers. We're on this. We're in the building industry. We've gone into an interview with a world-class athlete, well, previously world-class athlete. We've then gone and attacked, well, Mako Sharks attacked uh, a famous comedian's penis. We've never given you one of the great all-time reviews and we just keep giving. So, I mean, if you can't find something in that, well, maybe you may probably get your head checked, I reckon. I think podcasting isn't for you. (laughs) So if you're out there, just please follow us on the socials. We need to bump the numbers up. We really need that. And, uh... Yeah. So we've got um, we've got our little Christmas breakup. It's cute, you Friday know. Businesses. Night, yep. This is a business, you know. People do Christmas parties. Um, yep. I left mine early um, the other week. They they, they kicked on till five a.m. and missed out on an Omicron um, variant by about eight hours at the Lucky. some of Melbourne's great uh, uh, gay 
uh, nightclubs. They went gay nightclubbing, my okay, work. After, yeah, and they missed the Omicron variant just by a few hours. So Lucky. That would have been a hard explain to a few uh, mm-hmm. a few partners if you sort of said you went home to bed and then all of a sudden you're popping up at the, some of the, the big yeah. notorious Melbourne venues in uh, in Melbourne um, with an Omicron. So I, I cut that early in aid of this because I, I, the main event, the main Christmas party, what, what are we doing just quickly, Mick? We're whipping people down. want to shout us a drink, tell them where they can. Whipping down to the Melbourne Pavilion to watch the uh, the celebrity boxing night, the big Team Ellis celebrity boxing night that's on. All the stars, all the A-listers are going to be down there. Um, a potential uh, guest of the future's fighting. He's probably the only one that we've got any love for, really. Yes. Yeah, we've got Kieran. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the ex-bachelor. He's fighting. Bachelor in Paradise. He's fighting some other guy. I don't know who that guy is, to be mm. honest. We've got blokes from the block. We've got... Yeah. People from maths fighting. Yeah. We've, got, yeah. we've got a whole, it's who's who, really, of Australian. So we'll be down there with Chunkhead. Chunkhead will be there. Glass Spirits. Shout out to Alty for the for hooking the boys up. Too. Alty again. Um, continually giving, that man. Yeah, he's out. And have you seen his fucking work today? He's, he's doing met a lot. some of the great icons. Yeah. Um, he's with Michael Buffer, I saw that. Because Buffer's their boy. He's yeah. there. They've signed him. So I reckon, um, Look, Alti, not like you haven't done enough for us, but if you want to throw us a buffer, 10-minute yeah. buffer here, we, yeah. we'd take a buffer zone. We'll take Mickey Buff on the pod. We had Buff Bagwell, now we'll have Buff. Buff. The Buff. What Buff would you rather? I'd rather Bagwell. Bagwell's the main Buff. Yeah. But if so, we get a Michael Buff er, then yeah. Yeah, look, tickets are still available, I reckon. So if you want to uh, support a fun cause and come and share us a drink at the, uh, the Christmas party with yep. the glass and maybe help us if Chunkhead's not there and... It kicks off because it's dangerous, this Christmas party. It should be, yeah, pretty dangerous. But, you know, we can handle ourselves. We're going with one of uh, Melbourne's finest men too in, in, in the big limb. So he's, I reckon he's strong and terrific. He'll, he'll help us out in, in an event. Yeah. So looking forward to that, looking forward to continuing on. We've got some big episodes coming, Mick. We don't want to give away too much. We nah. cooked it a bit um, an episode ago with the tease, but that's still live, is it not? The tease is still underway. Just yeah. give us a few more weeks on the tease. A few more weeks on the tease. So... Um, I've got not much else. Um, do you have anything else you want to say? Nah, I just want to let everyone know that Buff is still the stuff and also bloody root me. Who the fuck is that guy?